Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first full-length episode of the Christian Weekly. My name is Patrick Dorrance. I am your host. And wow, I am I'm really excited to be finally doing this. This is awesome. And I'm finally able to share my podcast with you guys. Like I said in the pilot, I've been thinking about this for a couple weeks. And I honestly like to think of it as my own little way of sharing the gospel, my own little ministry. Um, a little bit about myself. My name is Patrick. I live in Gaylord, Michigan. I'm 18. Um, and I'm doing this podcast essentially just to spread the gospel. I think that it's really important, especially nowadays with so much hate going on. Where no one really knows how to love or forgive each other. And I think it's super important that the gospel of Christ gets out there. Um, I guess I'm kind of doing this to kind of prep myself for later years because I feel God's calling me to be a pastor at some point in my life. But for now, doing a podcast is just as good. So anyway, um, yep, that's a little bit about myself, about the podcast. Um, like I said, uh, episodes will be up at 8.30. Um, it's currently 8.14 right now. Um, I started recording actually a little while ago for a different, to actually be the first episode, but then I, I didn't realize Anchor only gave me 30-minute time periods. So, nice. So I gotta essentially break this down a little quicker and make it smaller. Um, I do want to say, though, before I get started on that, we are now actually available on more streaming platforms than just Anchor. And I will give links to that in the description, and I will go over that at the end. But anyway, what I want to talk about today is the Bible itself. There's a lot of people... A lot of Christians read the Bible, but there are a lot of people who are not Christian. They don't even know what the Bible is. So, so I'm going to go over what the Bible is, what, what is it about, who wrote it, and parts of it. And essentially, I'm also going to go over like the, the Bible choosing process. So with, with that being said, let's get started. So the Bible, what, what is the Bible itself? The Bible itself I like to view it as two things, an instruction manual and a love letter. I say an instruction manual because it's essentially, to me, instructions from God, excuse me, instructions from God on how to live a good, strong Christian life, which obviously me being Christian myself, super important. And I think a lot of people need to realize that the only way they're really going to be able to do that is reading the Bible and following God. And it has, the Bible has so much advice in there and great ways on how to improve yourself and improve your life. Um, really, for Christians, there is some stuff from the Old Testament that you can apply, but not a whole lot. Most of it you're going to find in the New Testament. Um, I'll get to what those are in just a sec. And I say a love letter because the Bible, every passage you turn through is about God's love for us. Even before he formed the world, he had you, me, he had everyone present, deceased, not even born yet in his mind. And he loves us and he sent his only son to die for us. Save the world. And so that's why I think they're, to me, 
an instruction manual and a love letter. Um, it might mean something different to you. Um, and hey, that's, uh, that's all right. Let's see. What next? Uh, what, what is it about? Well, I guess my first point really kind of summed it up. It is about God and people who worked God's miracles and essentially went out and talked about God and brought followers and essentially helped build up the faith community we have now from Old Testament to New Testament. It is about God and how much he loved the world. And essentially it's about all of us and how we even got our start. Um, the author, it can be taken two ways of who the author is. It, the author could be God in the sense that he wrote it out through prophets and regular ordinary men and women like you and me. Um, or you could be, you know, breaking it down and say, oh, well, these people wrote it out with the help of God. So you've got, you know, prophets like Isaiah and Jeremiah. And then you also have New Testament writers like the, uh, like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John for the gospels or the apostle Paul who wrote his letters, his letters to the different churches make up almost half the New Testament. So a lot of what you read in the New Testament, if it's not the gospels, it's probably Paul. And I gotta say, and this kind of goes back to my first point with like, he, God loved us all. Paul was a persecutor of Christians. And then he repented and converted. God used him and took him from someone who persecuted and killed Christians to someone who brought people to become Christians. I think that was, that's awesome. Um, and there are different parts of it. Obviously, there's the Old Testament and New Testament, um, you know, before the time of Christ and then during Christ's earthly ministry. Um, and like I said, it's divided, even those, the New Testament and the Old Testament are divided up into different sections. Like you have the Pentateuch in the Old Testament. You have uh, major, minor prophets. Uh, New Testament. You have, you know, the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You have Acts of the Apostles. All of Paul's letters to these different churches and groups. And I could go on a lot on that, but like I said, I have limited time. So now I'm just going to get down to uh, the main portion of this, the Bible itself. I've been over, you know, what is it? What does it contain? But now we're going on to a question which a lot of Christians ask. Well, what Bible should I be reading? Now, that is a question I posed as I got older. You know, what kind of Bible should I be reading? Because I thought any Bible is fine. Not really, no. Um, you got a lot of different ones. And there's, you know, there's even a lot of Bibles out there that I've even never heard of. Um, and there's a lot of Bibles out there that have stuff in it that just don't make a lot of sense. That have books that I've never heard of. Like, I'm Catholic, personally. Um, and there's uh, one translation of the Bible that I own that I'm actually going to be talking about. And it has two added books in the Old Testament, 1st and 2nd Maccabees, which... Going to a Catholic school and going to a Catholic church, I've never heard of those two books. I think I might have heard of them at least one point in my life, but I've never really understood what they were or even how they originated. Um, but that's that's beside the point. Um, well, not really, but <laughs> anyway. So which Bible should a Christian really be using? Um, 
I'm actually going to be going over a few different ones. I'm going to start off with the King James Version. That is, King James Version is probably the most well-known Bible that Christians have heard of or even personally use. I own two copies of it. I have one in my bedroom on a shelf. I have a copy of it in my truck. Why I have a copy of it in my truck? That just it's reassuring that I just have a Bible in there. You know? I mean, why not have a Bible everywhere? <laughs> have a Bible in each room. But King James Version, as much as it's great, it does have its problems. For starters, it's... And really, this is probably the really only big issue. It's outdated. That copy of the Bible was written in 1611. You know, when people were speaking with thou and those kind of words, Old English. It's 2020. We live in the 21st century. Nobody speaks Old English, unless maybe you're Shakespearean, and you're into that kind of stuff. I don't really know. I don't, I don't know Old English. I know the modern English. So, that's really the only problem I could have really found with the King James Version, is that it's outdated, and a lot of the words in it had a lot of different meanings than we use today. One word that meant something in 1611 means something totally different in 2020, which is actually part of uh, what I'm going to say about the New International Version. Now, New International Version, a lot of people love it, a lot of people despise it. It's uh, loved because, well, it's easy to understand. It's New International Version. Um... So it's modern English. It's a lot easier to understand or read. Um, but it does have its problems. Um, a guy from my Bible study group put up the point, and I, I used to read it a lot myself. Like I have a copy of it. And uh, he brought up the point that oh, some of the terms in it were gender neutralized. So I did my research on it. And... Yes, there were some things in there that were, that at least appeared to be gender, excuse me, gender neutralized. Um, I'm going to be using Mark chapter 4, verse 25 for this example. And any, any verse I'm going to be using, if I don't specify what translation I'm using, it's most always going to be New King James Version, unless I specify otherwise. So I'm going to read Mark chapter 4, verse 25 from the New King James Version first, and then I'll read the New International Version second. Okay? So here it is from the New King James Version. Verse 25. For whoever has, to him more will be given. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. So notice how in that verse it uses him and he. It uses him twice and he once. Okay? So now let's just go to New International Version. And I'm actually using uh, my phone for this. Um, I am using the Version Bible app. And that's something I totally recommend to everybody. You have basically any Bible at the touch of your fingertips. It's easy. It's convenient. In my mind, it will never beat a hard copy version of the Bible. But in this case, where I'm going back from a computer screen to a binder with my notes and my phone, so much easier to just Tap a couple things on your screen. So anyway, here is 
watch verse 25 from the New International Version. Same chapter. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken away from them. So notice how instead of he and him, uh, they and them are used. So this is where people will think, oh, they gender neutralized it. They're using it to push. A lot of people will say, oh, they're trying to push a feminist agenda. Which I, I read up on this accusation. And the people who wrote this book, or at least tr did the translation, excuse me, not write it did the new international version translation. Um, they are Bible scholars. I think, I believe it was like 47 of them and they all believe the Bible and they don't believe in changing anything about it. However, they changed it from he and him to them and they specifically because it's the same thing. They just changed the word and I'll explain why he and him back in 1611 was not just for men. It also meant women. See, God wasn't being, you know, direct towards men. He wasn't saying that only a man can do this. It's for everyone. But that's just how English was back in 1611. So when the New International Version came out, um, like I said, we have the New International Version 2011 copyright, and then the today's New International Version copyright from 2005, which the 2011 is basically the 2005 one, just says new international version. Um, it's that verse I just read from the different versions. It's the same thing. It just had a different word for it. So it, it's not a gender neutralized version. Um, a lot of people will say only use the new international version from 1984, which from what I've heard, that's a pretty good version. But um, I guess you could go ahead and use the 2011 one, or if you have a TNIV from 2005, you could use that. But there's one thing I will warn against, which the uh, New American Bible Revised Edition actually has this issue as well. So I am going to jump over to Mark chapter 11, verse 26 in the New King James Version. I think it's funny how both my examples were from Mark, but hey, it works. So let me just, I'm going to scroll down here and I'm going to, I'm going to tell you guys what the issue is here, which is a reason why I would discourage using the new international version and the new American Bible revised edition. I'm not saying don't use it. I'm just, just saying I wouldn't recommend it. So verse 26, Mark 11, verse 26, when the new King James version reads, but if you do not forgive Neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Simple enough, right? Well, that verse that I just read is also essentially the same verse from Matthew chapter 6, verse 15. So essentially, it repeated itself. Jesus repeated that verse at a different point in time. Now, the issue that I have with the New International Version is, and I'm looking at it from the app, and if you have a hard copy of the New International Version Bible or a phone or whatever, you will notice that after verse 25 in Mark chapter 11, 26 has the verse number, but no verse. And 
the reason is it was already stated once, so there was no need to put it in there again. The uh, hard copies will have a footnote at the bottom of the page, whereas if you're on the app, you can uh, tap on the verse number. Like I just did, I'm on, like I said, I'm on the New International Version right now. And it says here, 1126, some manuscripts include here words similar to Matthew 16, or excuse me, 615. Sure, it's similar. It means the same thing. It's it means the same thing, but it's and it's similar. It's not exactly the same, but still, to me, that's like taking something out. Which in a lot of the newer versions, taking a verse out might be okay, depending on what version it is. Because I'll go back to the King James verse saying, and back in sixteen eleven, the printing press wasn't a thing. Everything had to be handwritten. So you had scribes who did that. And, you know, human will, humans make mistakes. We all do. We're just like that. And either there'd be a mistake, or the scribe would make a comment at the side or underneath a verse or something like that. And, you know, he passes it on to whoever's going to be doing it next. That new person is confused and asks, is this part of it? Is this not? So either something gets added that's not supposed to be added, or something gets taken away that was supposed to still be there. Um, that is actually mentioned in Revelation chapter 22, verses 18 through 19. And let me go back to New King James Version real quick, and I will scroll down to those verses. And it says, here, I'll start on verse 18 and through verse 19. Okay, here we go. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to these things, God will add him, will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. So that's a clear warning that you're not supposed to add or take away. You're just not supposed to. Which is why I trust newer versions of the Bible, newer translations, because translating is so much easier and so much more accurate. So, uh, and that's really kind of why I'm like iffy with the King James. The new King James version, like I said, it's a newer version, so I trust it more. Uh, new international version, I trust it. I just don't like how it will take that verse out just because it's similar. Like I said, 1126 from Mark, they don't have it in there. That is not something I would, that's not something I like. So, um, and the New American Bible Revised Edition does the same thing as New International. So those two, like I said, you can use them. It's not something I would really recommend, but it's not like bad, bad. Um, and then you have English Standard Version, which I, from what I've seen, that one is a good translation. So I'd use that one, New King James Version. You can use the King James, just as long as you understand what's going on. And I got all that, I got that information from ChristianBibleReference.org. So go ahead, check them out. And yeah, so um, 
getting low on time here. Um, I'm going to end it here in just a second. Um, so what I'm going to do is I wanted to put these as one part and then I wanted to do uh, like I, what everything I just read off to you guys as one part. And then I wanted to do parts of the Old Testament as the second half of this episode. But uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make this all the stuff about the new or excuse me, the Old Testament part two. The New Testament is going to be part three. And so that would also give me some more time to get more information out to you guys. But like, but, um, but yeah, um, other than that, um, I do have a couple things to go over. Um, there are more, the podcast is now available on more streaming services. So originally it was just really on anchor. Um, the link to that is in my personal Instagram. Um, the podcast official Instagram page, no blue check mark yet. I'm hoping soon, maybe a couple months, but depends on how it all works out. But anyway, yeah, we are on Anchor, we are on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Spotify. Um, there were three more that I said I can manually add to. I got to figure out how to do that because I'm not a huge, I don't know everything about, uh, links and stuff, but I'm going to try and get it onto Apple Podcasts for all you iPhone users out there. So I'm going to try and get it up there, and I will have the links to all of those different services in the description. Um, the link to the Anchor website for the podcasts is all going to be on Instagram. Um, there's an official email for it too. I will have that listed in the description. And like I said, if, uh, if you have any questions that you want answered in a podcast, feel free to direct message me. And I will try my hardest to incorporate that into what I'm going to be talking about. So like I said, um, new new spots to have, record, have it uh, streamed from. And yeah, I guess I uh, run 22 minutes. I got to say that went really well. And hopefully soon enough, once we get more people watching, I can start doing live. That would be honestly awesome. But anyway, thank you all so much for tuning into this episode. I cannot wait to get the next one out to you next week. I promise it's it's going to be better than this one. It's like I said, this is kind of my first time with this. So, But yeah, thank you all so much for tuning in. Have a good night. And God bless you all.